are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I've always been obsessed. I hope it will be a prayer request that I pray that I can fulfill and will fulfill. I want to finish my course. And I want to finish it with joy. Tony Hudson called me and he said, Brother Treber, Bobby's about dead. And that's how he said it, Bobby's about dead. Bobby Robertson, he's about gone. I said, I know, Tony. I was just talking with his family. He said in this next statement, looks like, looks like, he was 86, looks like he's going to make it to the finish line with no blood and faithful. I want to get become faithful in that doubt. Wait a minute, we've all failed and we've all messed up. But many you start many in Christianity start off like Saul in the Old Testament and end up like Saul in the Old Testament. Good beginning, lousy end. Some start off with like Apostle Paul, and somewhere along the line we were had a bad beginning or a bad time but he ended so right. The time of my departure is at hand. I've been always burdened about watching people bail on God. So it's just North Valley Baptist Church asking any preacher in America. A pastor that stays any length of time, you'll pastor more that go awry and go sideways than those that stay. We have baptized now nearly 19,000 members into our church. I don't think there are 19,000 here tonight. You say, well, there are bus kids. Well, I know, I met a bus kid today. Passed him a track, he said, 12A. My wife rode 12A, I rode 12B. I'm 40 years of age, we have four kids, he goes to church. He said, I got saved and baptized at Clyde Avenue, second floor, I remember, I remember I walked up to the baptistry after I saved, I remember going down into the baptistry and he told me all, he just couldn't talk, I videoed him as he talked. I said, you mind if I video you? He just kept going. Every, almost every day when I passed the track, somebody would say, I went to North, well, a lot of people came, come, come here. My phone's been literally just blasted today, I don't know how to do email, my wife says she has a lot of emails for me but from former members all over the world that are saying, well, you, uh, from Cambodia, from uh, the, uh, uh, countries of the world, and from all over the United States, just uh, 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 speaking to me today, uh, leave me a text. And, and people that have left here all over the world that are serving God or members somewhere else, been so kind to me. But I want you to know that many bail on God. Uh, many will say, have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not cast out demons in thy name? He'll say, depart from me, I never even knew you. Some that sit in churches are not even saved. 
I will not quote the evangelist. You would know his name. He's a great evangelist and a good man. But many years ago, he said in this church, probably 35 years ago, I believe, and he was a, he's just a tremendous godly man to this day. He said, I believe, and he gave me the number. He goes, I believe this amount of people are not even saved in our churches. He said, I've been traveling the country crisscrossing this country every single week of my life for all these years. And he said, I believe our churches are filled with many unsaved people. Peter says it this way, that many shall follow their pernicious ways. In 2 Peter chapter 2, many shall in the last day. Men are going to sneak in privily among you. And many are going to follow them. I, I don't know how you plan to finish your course, but I plan by the grace of God to finish my course. And I plan to finish with joy. I don't want to be a grump. I don't want to be an old complainer. I don't want to be negative. I don't want to find fault with everybody. I want to be a happy camper on the pathway of life. And when people find a lot of fault and a lot of complaint, it's because the complaint is not against the pastor or the church. It's against their root. I preached this message 30, I'm going to guess 30 five years ago plus, because I don't want to be a backslider. But I find there's always a progression of backsliding. Nobody just steps off into backsliding. There's a progression. The book of Hebrews is written to the Hebrews. Who were the Hebrews? They were the Hebrew Christians. This is not written to the unsaved, it's written to the saved. I don't know who writes it. You don't know who writes it. Most of us, I feel like the Apostle Paul wrote it. Uh, you might, Brother Bertram, who do you think wrote the book of Hebrews? Do you have an idea? Did I just say Peter? I, okay, I thought I did. Bro, bro, Pastor, uh, Pastor Atwood, who do you think wrote it? No, it wasn't your wife. Uh, who do you think wrote it? Other than that, okay, good, Paul. Brother, brother, Pastor Everson's out preaching tonight. Pastor, uh, Pastor Nikolai, who do you think wrote the book of uh, Hebrews? I'm with you. You're a German, aren't you? Yes, you are. <laughs> Me, not you. Um, the progression of a backslide. He writes to Christians. And um, we look in Hebrews 2, verse number 1, 2, and 3. And ushers will get everybody, they can be seated as we read. Let's read verse 1, 2, and 3 together. And notice all the we. He's talking to these Christians. Ready? Begin. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed. us in verse 1 three times we and verse number 3 two times we he's speaking to these Hebrew Christians when I went to Bible college I was in college 50 years ago and in college uh, this week they made me memorize this verse and they said we want to use this in personal soul winning and it's a good verse to use in soul winning how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation. 
but it's not written to the unsaved. It is written to the saved. And he said, if the, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things we've heard. Young people, uh, you listen to what you've been taught and what you will be taught this year. College age students and those that watch, listen to what you've been taught. That class, when we go to Sunday school this Sunday, someone will teach my class. I'm gonna listen to that person. I'm gonna listen to the preacher preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, because I wanna get something for Jack Treber. Jack Treber needs something in his life because I wanna finish my course. And the Bible says we ought to get the, we ought to give the earnest heed to the things that we have heard. Watch it now, verse one. Let's at any time, we should let them slip. It is possible to lose a grip on this thing of Christianity and holiness and righteousness and serving God and the joy of the Christian life. It's possible. You don't lose your salvation, no. But how many times you'll knock on a door? I knocked on a door and the fellow said to me, oh yeah, yeah, I used to go to church. He said, I quit about, I forget what it was, 10, 15 years ago. I said, why? He goes, hey, listen, I was a deacon. That church did me wrong. You know what he did? He let some things slip. And so verse three says, then, if we can let some things slip, how shall we escape? How shall we escape? Escape what? Escape slipping. How shall we escape if, if, we, what's the next word? I'll tell you the first step to backsliding is neglecting your salvation. When we begin to neglect it, that's why Paul says in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the, what's the next word? The fellowship. That is a partnership. That is a relationship. So if you're married today, you have a fellowship, you have a partnership, you have a relationship. And a husband and wife, you cannot, you, you just cannot neglect that marriage. You must service that marriage. And so it is with the Lord Jesus Christ. We, if, if I fail to service the marriage and, and my wife's not happy, I'm still married. If I fail to service my relationship with Christ, I'm still saved. But that relationship is very weak. And God says, how should we escape this slipping how should we escape if we, if we neglect so great salvation? The first step is always neglecting. I can recall years ago, somebody in our church that never owned a new car, they went and bought a new car, it was time they could remember it, and for several years they washed the car, they made the payments, they, they, but, but they never, the old car, you had to put oil in it all the time. But this car never leaked and all of a sudden they drove it and 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 ran it dry. And years later, with still some payments left, the motor was burnt up and gone. Why? They neglected to open the hood and check and see what was going on on the inside. I met God in the morning when the day was at its best his presence came like sunlight. When was the last time that we sang to the Lord? How great thou art, how great thou art. I, I, I would, I'd love to be able to sing like these people sing, but I can't in the church, can when I preach, but I can't, I could not stand behind that and sing a solo. It scared me to death. 
but I sure can sing alone to God. Oh, worship the King. I like that song. Crown him with many crowns. The Lamb upon his throne. Lord, may I not dethrone you today. I want to walk with you here for a little while this morning or through the night hours or through this time, go out to the cemetery. And I know I would, I would have more I would have more liberty and more time to go to the salt flats. And I try not to do that on what I call company time. But I must confess, I do go to the cemeteries on, quote, company time. And I do go out there, and on company time, I pray I have that liberty that perhaps you would never have. You're working these jobs. I understand that. But certainly, maybe there's a Saturday morning early you could go to a cemetery and pray. Maybe there's an early Saturday morning you can go out to the salt flats out here and you could, you could scream at the top of your lungs and nobody would hear you. I can go early, early in the morning in my study and office and no one's here and I can shout to God and praise God. And you know, I don't want to embellish it like it's so perfect. Sometimes, sometimes, and I've done this with my wife many times as we pray together at night, I've fallen asleep praying with her. And I'm not proud of that. And sometimes I'll kneel and I'll fall asleep when I kneel. That's why most of the time I have to walk and keep moving. And sometimes I'll read my Bible when I'm trying to walk with God and my mind wanders. So, so no, Jack Chamber has not arrived at a, a perfect uh, John the Baptist, the Apostle Peter. No, oh, how weak I am. And I know I'm weak, and my mind will wander, and I'll fall asleep, or I'll get tired. I won't, I'll look and say, I just read two chapters. I don't even know what I read. I have to go back. Has anybody else done, ever done that? Sure we have. But oh, I tell you, most of the time, whether it's the midnight hour when I get up, and I go downstairs, and I'm alone with God, sometimes, Sometimes in those midnight hours, sometimes it, it seems a little dark. Lord, where are you? It's never God, it's always me. Oh, oh, Brother Harder, sometimes, oh, many times he shows up and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. And I feel what joy and what fellowship I have with him. What a fellowship. What a joy divine leaning on the everlasting arms. May I say tonight, you cannot neglect your marriage. You cannot neglect your kids. You cannot neglect your Sunday school class, your bus route, your Bible and prayer and confession of sin. And we all have sin. And it must be confessed. And we all have pride, every one of us. And we cannot piddle our head with the sun going down upon our wrath. So there must be a relationship with God. Oh, I'm so thankful that God saved me so many years ago. He saved me in 1956. And I wish that I put more into this after salvation what he did for me way back then, just a few miles from here in Irvington District of Centerville at Fremont now, what he did for me. But I tell you what scares me. 
what frightens me. I've watched better, better men than me walk out of the ministry. I've had more pastors that I've had quit the ministry than stayed. Oh, may I say today, I don't want, I don't want to get to the end. I don't want to get to the end and realize I, I didn't serve God faithfully. I don't want to get to the end and look back that I neglected. I don't want to neglect my marriage. I don't want to neglect our kids. I don't want to neglect our grandkids. I don't want to neglect the people of God. I don't want to neglect the word of God, the things of God, the people of God, the prayer with God. But these were Christians and he said, I want you to be aware, you can let something slip. My question tonight, are, are you letting something slip? And only you can know that, and only can I, and we all have. And if the Spirit of God will work on our hearts tonight, we'll say, I, I've let this slip right here. Now the summer has passed, I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna get back to prayer. I'm gonna get back working that prayer journal that God has given to me. I'm gonna work that prayer life of mine. I'm gonna work my Bible prayer time. My Bible, I've talked to someone, someone in recent days and I just saying, it's just, it's amazing what God is doing for me personally. They've told me in their Bible time or their prayer time. That, that thrills a pastor's heart. Some have said I put away this that is so important in my life that I need to do this, but I put that aside so I can give myself more to this. You know, I've never been in one of these gyms, and I don't know, they might be good things. I don't know, I guess they have men's gyms and ladies' gyms. A lot of preacher friends are in the gym, and I, I'm not saying you cannot do that. I, I don't have any, I don't even know what they're like. I would imagine a co-ed gym, you won't want, want to be there as a Christian. But so I'm not saying you cannot go, I don't know. I've never been. I've been to a few marijuana shops, but I've never been in a co-ed gym or anything, you know. But I don't know about those things. I'm all for them. I am. I think bodily exercise, I think it's great. But if you can do the gym, but you can't do the Bible, I'd stop the gym. And what happens with the progression, we, we just don't go off into huge sin. We step, we begin to neglect some things. God's people don't neglect tithing. Your relationship with God's money is revealer of your relationship with God himself. Don't neglect Sunday school. Don't neglect it. Don't neglect it. I'll promise you, I passed through this church nearly 44 years. I will promise you, you begin to neglect Sunday school. You begin to neglect Sunday morning. You begin to neglect, neglect Sunday night. You begin to neglect Wednesday night. And, and, I, and I know, I know folks are just... We, we, we open up the back section. You're coming in off the wherever you're at, the freeways and expressways, and sometimes yeah, I know all that, so you're slipping back there. But if you're every service trying to get to the back row or the back of the auditorium, generally speaking, you're about out the door. Put me on the first row of the football field. I want to see what's going on. I don't want to say put me up there that that third third loft of a football stadium. 
Give me the last row. I say tonight that if we're not careful, we begin to neglect some things. Turn with me to Hebrews uh, uh, chapter 5, and I see I'm almost out of time, and I need to move fast now. But it doesn't stop with neglecting, because look what happens. Verse 11, he writes to these Christians of whom we have many things to say, and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are, ye are, ye are, what's the word? Dull of hearing. For when the time ought to be, you ought to be teachers, you have need to one teach you again the first principles, the beginning ABCs of the oracles of God. And when you should be on strong meat, you're on milk because there's no growth. What happens? We become dull of hearing. That word dull of hearing is a great word. It means bored. So what happens? We neglect our salvation. The next thing is we begin to deflect it. Here he goes again, tithing, here he goes, here he is, separation, there he goes again. Sunday school, Sunday mornings, there he goes again. Old time, there he goes again. Bless God, we're singing songs and hymns and spirit. There he goes again. And we become bored. Amen. He's been preaching already 22 minutes. He gotta wrap this thing up. And you know what happens when we become bored of hearing? While the man of God is preaching, we get sidetracked. Here's the things we do. We become professional counters. Look at those steps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wow, eight steps. Eight steps. This has been such a good addition right here. These boxes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. And this summer we added these boxes. They're great. They're great. And you just have to take it by faith over here because you can't see the corner, but you can see these. And so you start counting. This is great. Man, it's a little dark up there tonight, but. They're the same, equal on both sides. So you start counting boxes. You have that side, I'll have this. Okay, let's start counting together. Top row, this side over here, top row. Ready? One. Come on, let's count. Ready, everybody? One, two, three, four, five, six. No, is that another one up there? That messes us up. How many do we have together? Seven. Next row, here we go. You got your second row there. You got your second row. This is good, man. Preach on, Brother Jack. Come on, here we go, second row. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Then, then there's another section, one, two, three, so it's 21. But then we've got these different, why'd they do that? Why'd they do that different size? Who did that? John Morris did that. <laughs> he drew it out, he designed it, he put it on a cat, and he did it. It's kind of dumb, I tell you, right, right, but Dave, would you have done it that way? Yes, you would have, it's beautiful. One, two, three, four, plus 21, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, one down there, 30, wait a minute, the sides. 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37. This guy's preaching away. You got the 36 boxes plus 36, there's 72, plus the 13, that is uh, 75, 85. 
Ha! Box is here! I wish this Ralph that's sitting in front of me would not be so tall because I can't count them. And so we have to get, you know, we have to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Another box right there, eighteen, nineteen. We're up to 104 boxes. Then we start counting lights. <laughs> and it's an amazing thing. You sit here, you count lights. And we do stuff like this, because you've got to see those lights. you got all these counted already. <laughs> One, two, three. Four more over there, seven. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Why'd they change it back there? Four, four more, four more. But you can't, you, you want to see that over there, but you can't go. So what you do, you drop your pen. <laughs> Praise God. Man, we become professional counters. How do you know that? Because I'll have people come here that visit and say, you've got 127 chairs in the choir. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I counted them. These things are, these things will drive you crazy. The, these, what do you call these, brother, the, these lines down here? You count, this is about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So there's about 10. 10, 20, 30, 40, there's 60 of them. How many letters are in it? People count the letters. Then they count, I wonder which one, is, and by the way, I know the middle letter. They count how many letters, and then they figure out what is the middle letter. So somebody after the service night, you tell me. These things will drive a guy crazy. They will, they will drive a guy nuts. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm talking about we're, we're bored. We count the lights. We count the squares. We count how many pews. 24 steps over here. We count how many doors are in this building. I know how many, but I, I won't. We count how many exit signs. Because we're bored. Someone once said, when you find a church like this, you come and at first your mouth is open. It's open because your eyes are just taking it all in. And as you get neglecting and deflecting, your mouth is still open, but now your eyes are closed because you're sleeping. Some have already left the neglecting part and they're deflecting it. Why is it our school does that? Why is it our college does that? Why is it that's a rule in the church? Why? And we get upset with everything that used to be something. This is great. There's one more, and I take you all the way to chapter 12. Because there's a progression of backsliding. We neglect, we deflect, 
Number one, we do what? Neglect. And secondly, we what? And then we reject. And we get out of church. The Bible says, verse 25 of chapter 12, See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if, he, if they escaped who refused not, there's that word again, if they escaped not who refused him that spake on earth, how much more shall not we escape if we, what's the next two words? Turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. You see, if you're a Christian from heaven, God's speaking to our heart through the Holy Spirit and through his precious word. God's speaking to us. When was the last time God spoke to you? And I know it's not an evidence necessarily that you're a great church member or anything, but I, I, I talked to my staff this week. I, I, I can't imagine going very long without using the old-fashioned altar. You say, well, where is that in the Bible? It's not. I mean, there's different things you could, for, but it's, it's not. But I heard a preacher 45, 60, 45, 50 years ago said, you remove the tears on the altar of a church and the church will dry up. Doesn't God ever speak to you about anything in church? You must think there's something really bad with me because these preachers have been doing a lot of preachers around here, our different staff members and various ones in the month of August. And I'm the first one at the altar, not, not trying to do a show. I'm just trying to, when my son was here, he preached first Sunday morning, Sunday night, third Sunday morning every, every month. Every time he preached, I walked forward. Not trying to just encourage him, just my own son spoke to me, dealt with my heart. And these people begin to reject. A young man went to a preacher in Kentucky and said, I, I'm in the military and I want to, I want to get a, I want, you run those buses, I want to run the bus. He began to run buses on base and he filled it with men that were on base and it, it, after a while he said, I need another bus. And if I remember, he took three buses. And one day he got upset sideways with the church and with the pastor. And he quit the bus ministry. And he quit church. And I will tell you his name because you'll know him. His name was the son of Sam. The mass murderer. Whether he was saved or not, I don't know. But I do know this. There came a point in his life he began to reject the things he knew. If we're not careful, we reject what God is trying to do in our hearts. The, the chapter goes on to chapter 13. There were not chapter divisions. And he begins to really give us evidence when we're in a state of revival. Verse 1, let brotherly love continue. If we don't have kindness toward the people of God, it's an evidence that we have stepped already from neglecting and deflecting and now we're rejecting. Because God says, be kind one to another. You know, parents, when we have conflicts in life, we lose our job, we lose our health, somebody walks out in our life, there's a car accident, a child goes wayward. I've said it all these years and you know it, adversities in our life are wonderful things for parents to use as training ground to your children to learn how to handle the problems of life. But most people don't. When, when conflicts come, they attack. We don't attack. We train our children to trust. 
got to take care of us. I can watch my mother and dad when everything turned on us. I can watch how they turned to God. They didn't turn against church. They didn't turn against God. They didn't become victims. He, he said, secondly, uh, when we're in this state of revival, remember them that are in bonds. We're concerned for other people on their condition. What, what else? Marriage, verse four, is honorable. Uh, your marriage is a reflection of your walk with God. He, Ephesians chapter five. So my marriage is not right. We'll get it right. And I always know who was wrong because the one that, that, that broke the marriage up gets out of church and the one that stays in church was the one that knew God. I, I've lived long enough to see it. I've watched people, the whole world turned out, husband walks out, wife walks out, and I watched these that they, in their heartache and their sorrow and their rejection, they turned to God. I'll stand on the side of that person, I'll tell you that right now. And I'll tell you what happens when we're in the state of revival, verse number five, be content with such things as I have. We're contented people. And I'll tell you what we do, verse number seven, remember them that have the rule over you, authority. They watch for your souls. And I find out that we have a close relationship with God. Verse eight, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And then we guard our doctrine. Be not carried away with divers and strange doctrines. People that always try to change and always try to have these new doctrines and we found something new. I'll tell you what, they've neglected. Oh, it looks like they're still at it. And they've deflected. They're, they've been bored, but they still, and then now they're rejecting. And I've got to change everything. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.